Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Laurie Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. I feel like I always say this every single time. I'm so excited to welcome my next guest. It's true. It's true. It's so Today true. Is a special day because... <laughs> today is a special day because I've got Julie Furman with us today, who is a truly a legendary matchmaker and kind of the uh, the soul of the industry, I like to say, because you've been around for a, a, a long while. I mean, she started when she was, you know, like nine. So she looks fabulous and she uh, she is so much fun. And um, Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Luke. I'm really happy to be here. It's, um, yeah. Do you know what the term icky guy is? Uh-uh. My last podcast guest after you was a guy named Tom Caruso. It's like what we're meant to do. It's like the coming together of our skills and talents, what the world needs and what we can be compensated for is an icky guy. You and I both know what our raison d'etre is. Right. A hundred percent. And you've been doing matchmaking and dating coaching since 1990. And you've got like over 1300. I'm sure it's more than that, honestly, success stories and couples. And you, you do a ton of training, you mentor other matchmakers. You are always speaking at every industry conference I ever go to, or you're hosting, or you're, you're doing something or other. And you have your Cupid's coach podcast and, um, there's so much for us to talk about, but I just want to say upfront, like, I am so grateful personally to you. We met early days of my, of my business. So I've been in business 17 years now. So I think we met 15 years ago. And right. And what I remember right? about you in the very beginning is that you were always a consummate professional. And I was mm-hmm. delighted that we had somebody with your skills, talents, education, all your life ex- expertise coming into this industry And look what you've done. You went ahead and created this association where we all convene. And it's just, you've, you've made a wonderful, positive splash in the industry. Thank you. Thank you. That really means so much to me. I remember talking to you in the lobby at that very first conference and saying, I need a mentor. Will you mentor me? And you were like, of course, and you have. And I specifically remember a hike that we took together in Utah during the Matchmakers Alliance conference years ago. And you really explained to me how much my time is worth. I was giving away a lot of time and you remember, and you said your time, your time is money. You know, if you want to do these consultations with people, charge them for it. And I started doing that and people started signing up just to talk to me for an hour and get some ideas on how they can figure out online dating better or just strategy sessions or whatever. And it really bumped up my business a lot. Glad You know, in 2013 is when I made that adaptation. Before that, I would do my mm-hmm. consultations for free. Yep. And what are we looking for in that consultation? Well, mm-hmm. we're looking for our next high value client. Mm-hmm. But most of the people we meet with aren't good candidates for matchmaking. So it's a waste of time. It's a waste yep. of 
time. It's a waste of our time. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have a new person we've inventoried and spent a lot of time with, but mm-hmm. I noticed I was getting resentful of the time I was giving away. And that's mm-hmm. a sign for us to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Something about the way I've got this set up is not feeling good to me. So right. Instead of charging huge monster fees, my solution was choose choose a reasonable fee and have people kind of stair step their way in. Every yeah. matchmaker gets to pick the way they want to do it, and that's yes. what I love about our industry. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I just love that. So we always like get ideas from each other, um, and then you 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 were working for a big company, and then you tailored back and you started your own thing, um, and. I started my company first and then I grew it big. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I were just talking about the complications of staff. Mm-hmm. You know, the bigger, more people we have in our life, the more complicated it is. Yes. And I was uncomfortable with 50 or 60 clients and leases mm-hmm. on offices and five employees. So I had the chance to sell my company to a much larger company. And I was thinking, well, this will be great. We're going to finally figure out how to do this well on a very big scale. Yeah. Ha. Ha ha. I have determined that what we do, Lori Burzak, <laughs> not be done properly well on a big scale. It's mm. too personal. The yeah. minute you have five matchmakers working underneath you, the minute you've got five salespeople working underneath you, guess what? They got bills mm. to pay. And there will be matches made that probably shouldn't have been made. There will mm-hmm. be people signed on as clients who really probably shouldn't have done that. So I just like running my sweet little boutique thing and yeah. reach as many people as I can in other ways like podcasting. Yeah. So you've got your cool podcast and I was on that a couple of weeks ago. So that was great. And it's called Cupid's Coach Podcast. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Um, so that's wonderful. And then what I think is um, unique about you, Julie, is you run a lot of singles parties I, and a I, lot of matchmakers don't do that. I know. Do you know why matchmakers don't want to do parties? Why? Well, there are a bunch of reasons. First off, it's a lot of it's it's a lot of time and energy, and you have to staff it. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, when people show up at the party, I've registered over thirty six thousand people in the twenty three years I've been doing this. Wow. Do I have thirty six thousand people in a room at any given time? No. So when someone comes to one of my events and they look around, they think, okay, so this represents Julie's people, right? Well, not necessarily. These days, I very rarely put an event out on the website. I have one on Sunday night. It's a webinar. It's free. Anybody can come. Go to juliefurman.com, click on events, and you will see it. Okay. So that's that kind of stuff is available for everybody, but an in-person event, no mm-hmm. way. I just did one in Westlake Village, and it's always a function of who my clients are at that time. And in that area, Westlake Village, Thousand Oaks, Calabasas, Ventura, Camarillo of California, I have a bunch of clients right now, boot camp clients and matchmaking mm-hmm. clients. So that's who I did the event for. So when they did I invite people in their 30s? No. Did I invite people in their 70s? No. I invited people in the demographic where I'm fishing for them. There you go. So it's really been fun. And this event that I'm doing on Sunday, oh my gosh, over 155 people that I know of so far have registered. And a third of those people, I don't I have no idea who they are. Who they are. And you're in California and New Mexico. And uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico yep. is where I hide out and I love it here so much. It's snowing today. Aww. It's beautiful. We're going to go sledding with the dog. It's going to be great. <laughs> so even cool. though I'm based in Los Angeles, because of this beautiful thing we have, the internet and Zoom and 
just telecommunications. Mm-hmm. We can do our work from anywhere. And I'm so much happier living in a beautiful space. I don't spend my time on the freeway anymore. Oh, it's incredible. So you're back and forth. <laughs> Look, she's anyone who's watching on YouTube, you're going to see the biggest smile on Julie's <laughs> face. She loves New Mexico. I'm basically a farm girl. I'm from Missouri. We had a farm in the country. So I was a little private school snob during the week, but on the weekends, oh my gosh, we were raising black Angus cattle and riding horses and shooting skeet and riding motorcycles and floating down creeks and canoes. I mean, this is where I like to be. I think that's fabulous. I still need to come visit you in in Santa Fe, dying to get out there. Oh, you got to do it. We need to have like a little matchmakers, like retreat there. Well, anytime because okay. I'll post it. Just anybody who feels like it will put a date on the calendar and they can yes. come. Okay. Fly Albuquerque and drive or fly right into Santa Fe. All right. That's happening. We're yeah. we're doing that. Okay, good. Um, okay, so here's I agree. It's a lot of time. Here's the issue I have with with parties is I like to curate them. And so last year, Valentine's, I had a big party. I had like 150 and like another hundred people wanted to attend that were all women. So what I did is I spent so much time. I mean, I'm talking 30 hours or so getting men to this party so that I would have equal amounts of men and women. Then I get to the party. It's so overwhelming to me. I'm looking around the room and I'm like, oh my God, who do I talk to? It was so overwhelming. I see most people are chit-chatting and then I'm looking at the outliers. I'm talking to the outliers and trying to get them into the mix. And I'm scurrying people around the room and trying to make little matches and just have fun. And then the two hours or three hours goes by in a flash and then everybody leaves and I'm exhausted for two weeks and people, but I'll tell you one thing, people really appreciated the fact that I had equal numbers of men and women, even though I have no idea how many matches were made. Nobody ever usually reports back to me. It's a rare day. I know I've had at least one marriage too out of my events, but who knows? There's probably more. And I know that a lot of people have made like best friends at these events. So they love it. It is a ton of time for a little bit of money and a lot of energy expenditure. Unless we're really organized about it. Like the mm -hmm. big event that I've got on Sunday, it's virtual and I'm already working on my Excel spreadsheet. Everybody's in, who are these people and what's the next plan? Oh my gosh, I haven't had a conversation with John yet. I got to get him on the phone. And my assistant will help these people get on my schedule for whatever's next for them. Right. I mean, do an event, it could be doing the boot camp. It could be thinking about becoming a matchmaking client, whatever the thing is, you have to be organized about it. I remember this, the biggest event I ever did was 300 people. It was in yep. Marina Del Rey, 15 bucks in advance, 20 at the door. I had a big team of 10 people. And one of my hiking buddies is also my attorney. I don't fortunately ever need to call him, but in case right. I need him, his name is Don. And I got him in my office and he sat there with his with his notebook, like up against his chest, like the most closed um, body language you could imagine. And I'm like, yep. you put your binder down, sweetie. It's okay. right. <laughs> he was so exactly. nervous. First thing about dating is just finishing up a divorce process and hadn't dated since high school. And so I said, why don't you come to my event? So sure enough, I'm getting ready for this event. 300 people. He comes a half hour early, oh. half hour early before a 300 person event, you don't have time to uh-uh. change. So I see him. I'm like, okay, Don, good that you're here. I can tell you're a little nervous. Let's go get you a drink. And then I see this lady, Andrea, who I'd just done a consultation with. She was going to become my matchmaking client. I'm all excited. And mm-hmm. I said, oh my gosh, you entertain Don. I said, Don, you entertain Andrea because I got a boatload of stuff to do right now. Mm-hmm. And you're in charge of each other. They are together to this day. And that oh. was 
15 years ago. I love it. That is so brilliant. They're looking around going, don't make me do that. I'll just talk to you. You're nice and safe. I know. So what do you recommend people do when they get to a party and they don't know anyone there and they want to integrate, but they're a little socially awkward or anxious or just nervous? Give yourself a job. Give yourself Mm. a job. You get that plate of cookies and you go around and make sure everybody has an opportunity to have one. Well, I'm the cookie girl and you've got the cookies. How about you help the person with registration? I can tell you're swamped. Let me help you. You're doing great. Let me help your photographer get the names and the email addresses. Give yourself a job. You could make it your job to meet every man in the room and make sure that you can bring a smile to his face. That's the challenge. How many smiles can you bring to faces? How can you tickle people? Because then our energy is not here. It's over there. What Mm. can I contribute? How can I make that guy over there in the corner who looks a little awkward? How can I help him feel like he belongs here? Uh, that is great advice. Yeah. I love it. Okay, good. What about flirting? Now I know some people think it's kind of archaic. It's my specialty. Oh my goodness. It's real simple. Three levels of flirting. Men are begging me to beg women to do this. The first level is what we call in the industry, turning the cab light on. Okay. So it's eye contact. It's smiling. My grandmother taught me to do this. Maybe yours did too. You smile, you look away, you look back and you smile again. Then he knows the smiles for you Mm. or for him. And the reason it's so important is because the me too thing happened and it needed Mm. to happen. And it had some negative ramifications. One of those being really good men that respect and cherish and honor us as women do not want us to feel preyed upon. So they have stopped flirting. They have stopped initiating. They don't want to be that guy. Mm. And I hear from men all the time. I'm sure you do too. And then women are like, oh, but I've been told, you know, never to flirt with a guy and let him come. Well, a guy needs to know that you're going to be nice Mm. And it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's not anybody's immediate fault that so many women have been so unkind to men who mm. have come up and said hello, who have gone across the room to ask them for to dance. Mm-hmm. That question is, sure, let's have a dance. If you're to dance, by golly, if you're invited to dance, get out there and dance. And some great guy sees you dancing with the dweeby guy and, she's, and he's going to think, I bet she'll say yes to me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because it's not about you. I learned this from my husband who tried to teach me the game of golf. I have the wrong temperament for golf, as you might imagine. Um, I'm better for like pickleball or tennis or hiking. It's <laughs> like high energy. But um, I was all nervous about what the people behind me would think of how lousy I was or the people mm. in front of me would say. And Gil's like, what is wrong with you? They don't care about your golf game. They have no. problems. So yeah. when we're self-centered or we're self-conscious, it's like we're worried about what other people are going to think stop it. It's not about us. It's about bringing smiles to their faces. Nice. Mm -hmm. Second level of flirting we're all good at. You're in line at Sprouts at Trader Joe's and you're talking with the person in front of you or behind you about asparagus or broccoli. It doesn't matter what it is. It's Mm -hmm. a little chit chat thing. You're just, you know, kind of passing time at the Department of Motor Vehicles. And and the third level is what I call taking them home. All right. I want everyone to have a calling card. Everyone. If you or I, Lori, were single today and we were Mm -hmm. at a meeting or a gathering of single people, we couldn't have a business card. We wouldn't pass out our business card. This is, hi, I'm a matchmaker. That's going to make a guy really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I would just have Julie and a smiling, a pretty smiling face and maybe Mm -hmm. a quote so that I can say, great fun to meet you, Lori. Here's how to find me. Mm -hmm. Whether it's 
for business, whether it's for fun. But if you find that this person is interesting, like a potential candidate, then you say, by the way, my friends and I plan some really great events. If you happen to be single, we'll invite you. Nice. Well, you find out if they're single or not. And maybe the guy's got a relationship. Oh, I'm so happy. That's great. I love to hear about it. How'd you meet? Get the bottom line for how they met. You'll learn something if you start paying attention to how people actually met. Uh-huh. And it's not, oh, we met in college. Uh-uh. I want to know more. How did it happen? Oh, well, he was a cute guy in chemistry class. And, and I really wanted to meet him, but I didn't know how. So one day I sat two seats away and I pretended I needed a pen. <gasps> now we're married with two children. <laughs> need a pen. And she didn't need notes for Wednesday's class, but she asked him for Wednesday's <laughs> notes in case he was there. Created that's a connection. We make it all happen. So that's what I call taking him home. Nice to meet you. Here's how to find me. How will I ever find you again? Mm. You know that feeling when you get to your car and you're like, darn it, I should have said something to that person. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's put an end to that with courageous, compassionate communication, having the courage to initiate. I don't care who's got a skirt on and who's got slacks on. I don't care. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What other specific flirting techniques would you suggest? You got to make sure you've got a party planned. You want to really step up to the plate in my boot camp. It's really fun. Everybody produces an event of their own. Sweet. Because the, then you're not lying. I'm planning yeah. these really fun events with my friends. I've never done it before. And I'm bringing together single people. If you happen to be a single person, you let me know because it's my job to make sure we have great people there. And I'm having so much fun. He's going to be like, yeah, sure. Or he'll say, actually, I've seen somebody right now, but I'm going to keep your card. And if things change, and, and I'll say that to him and the clients I'm coaching on this will say, if things change, just hang on to my card and then you yeah. can come to my events. And what she's really saying is you can connect with me because I think you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now for the sisterhood, you know about that, right? Tell me. Oh, it's the best. You get all your girls together, all your single girlfriends, and you have an event, you just get together for a cocktail party, wine mm. tasting, whatever, pull mm. names out of the hat. It's my job to invite Lori, a divided date for Lori to have for this evening Sweet. event that we're planning on. Maybe you pull Maria's name out of the hat and it's your job to invite somebody to meet Maria that night. That's the high stress way to do it. Otherwise you just make sure everybody brings an opposite sex friend to share that you haven't met yet. Yes. Well, it's funny because I've suggested that to a lot of people. And oftentimes the women will say, I don't know anyone that's single that's of the right. opposite sex. That's right. And then you yeah. get just wait a minute. You've been dating for three years. You've mm. been having two dates a month for three years and you threw them all back and you found no value in them. How right. about you collect buddies and friends and activity partners along the way? Mm -hmm. This maybe guy, George, was... Um, hitting on me when I was in my twenties and I had no interest in him. I think it was his really bad toupee. I'm not sure, but I couldn't get over the toupee. Uh -huh. So he kept trying to, you know, take me out and we went out and did fun stuff, art gallery stuff, cooking classes, but he kept kind of trying. I'm like, George, we're just friends. And he says, darn it. That's never going to change. Is it? And I said, probably not. And he said, okay, fine. I'm going to introduce you to my cousin, Tom. Cousin Tom was hot, Lori. Let me tell you, it's my family <laughs> in Kansas City. So yeah, now if I had blown off George, I never would have met Tom. There you go. Always be kind. Always be kind, and always look for opportunities—not to get, but to give. 
Mm. George is a little dweeby. I can tell he needs a little bit of, you know, polishing in his, in his, uh, you know, social skills. So my friends and I sort of took him under our wing, invited him to all the parties and he ended up married with this great gal and we helped him build his confidence. I think that's beautiful. So talking about confidence, let's talk about the 50 plus crew. You and I work with a lot of people divorced most of the time over 50, some of them coming to us after divorce, having absolutely no idea how to date. They don't know anything about online dating and they're also rusty and they're nervous. What kinds of tips are you giving to them? A lot of what we've been talking about, Lori, the reason why they're nervous, the reason why they're uncomfortable is because they're worried about, will I measure up? Mm. Will there be anybody there for me? How will I do? Will I be able to attract the attention of the person I'm interested in? It's all me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. The most alluring, attractive and appealing element in a woman to a man, it's not her boobs, it's not her butt, it's none of that. It's not her mm. car. It's her confidence, her yeah. personal so that's the first thing to build. We are worthy of love. And then we walk into that room and we are love. We're giving love. We're being love. We're being playful. Mm -hmm. And we're, all of a sudden we have the kind of energy that people want to engage with. And then yeah. we have something. If we're standing in the corner, all self-conscious, worried about how we're coming off and, oh my gosh, this is the wrong place for me to be. You see how our little negative mind will just take over? Mm -hmm. That critical mind is not our friend. We have to rule over it and give it a wry smile and choose to listen to the other voice, which is I'm worthy. It's good that I'm here. I'm getting good practice and I'm going to make some people smile tonight. There we go. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I think that for me, people come to me and they say, I don't know about texting etiquette. I don't know how often I should ask somebody out. I don't know what to wear on a date. I don't know what to do. Um, and I, you and I both give advice to our clients about all of those things. Yes. And I love that we have so many colleagues who are specialists in these things. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. amazing. Um, our friend, Michelle is a specialist in how to shoot your photos with open body language. I didn't know anything about that till she taught mm -hmm. us. I've got an image consultant. I can refer you to two photographers, um, people who can actually be a wing person and take you out and help you learn how to make those in instant connections. We're connected to all of those people mm -hmm. and you don't have to spend $25,000 with every coach to get the advice. We all have mm -hmm. blogs. We, most of us have podcasts. Yeah. If you do the research, go on YouTube. You can get this information for free. Those of us who are really good at what we do, yes, we have high price points for people who want to work with us closely, but we put out so much content. We're creating it right now. We are. We are. Tell us about your boot camp. I've done boot camps as well. Tell us about oh yours. Gosh. I just got shivers. There are three things I'm really proud of. One is creating the database that would allow me and you know, the technology tools to make matches among 36,000 people and mm -hmm. keep track of everything. That was amazing. The second thing I'm really proud of is doing my own podcast, which gives me a chance to talk in ways that I can't really speak directly to my clients without yeah. getting fired. <laughs> so, <that laughs> But the third thing is boot camp, And I wondered, you know, can we transform lives in eight weeks? Can we? Well, of course mm -hmm. we can. I've had my life transformed over and over again by gurus and coaches whose message I resonated with and they had the answers that I wanted. So over the course of 60 days, there are nine video modules. I record them like we're recording this and mm -hmm. they listen to that on their own. And then twice a week, there are office hours and that's where the most beautiful work gets done. Thursday evenings has been so powerful. And the men, I train men and women together. I do not separate them. I love mm -hmm. having 
people of all ages together. The okay. young people are watching what didn't work with these older people. They're looking to avoid that divorce. Okay. Nice. <laughs> the older people are telling them, be sure. So all of that, mm. and there are one-on-one calls with me and we, there's homework. There's some really great worksheets that cause us to force us to at least invite us to look at our part in all the things that have happened in the past. What do we really care about? What's our long, long list? I don't care how long your list is, but what are the top three nuggets? What are the top five things? Yeah. Single forever than partner with somebody who didn't have it. It's probably not going to be height. It's probably not going to be whether he has hair or not. Yeah. You know, it's the other things that really matter. And then going through the process of dating in eight weeks learning to do it differently. One week is all about flirting and engaging and building our social community. Mm-hmm. One week's about getting out there and making your event happen. Mm. What if, what's it going to be? How are you going to mm. do it? You create a meetup group. One of my clients uh, loves NFL football and her husband died and she has nobody to watch football with. So she created mm. her own football NFL Monday night. Let's go watch football meetup group. And now she's Sweet. never lonely on a Monday night. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, there's a little meditation in there. There's some spirituality in there. It's about changing our habits, changing our pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the oh developing this boot camp, I changed my life completely. I wake up at 3.30 or 4 in the morning. It's it's kind of nuts, but I, I started some new practices. My son, okay. the editor, lost 30 pounds, and now he's got a girlfriend. So cool. He's been in boot camp. You met him. He's got a I girlfriend. Yeah. I'm happy for him. That's beautiful. He's adorable. <laughs> Christmas. I can't wait. Oh, um, how many people do you have a limit to how many people can be in your boot camp to keep it intimate or does it? I like 15 15 is working for me really well. And once I've done a year's worth of 15 people each time, but I'm doing an intensive between December 28th and 30th, Mm -hmm. and there could be unlimited number of people in it. It's going to be an interesting way to consolidate the content and see what we can do in three days. It's a big experiment and it's half as much money. So, okay. well, I'll put all the details in, in the show notes. I'm not sure exactly when this one's going to drop, but either way, the, there's opportunities to join the boot camp for sure. And uh, also we're going to be doing retreats and maybe us uh, matchmakers can do some collaborative retreats where people who love working with us have done some coaching work. They're not, their elevator's not at the second floor. Mm-hmm. It's like the eighth floor, the 10th floor, right? Yeah. And trust to be kind and compassionate and you know, really kind to each other. We could do some big things. Well, it, that see, I mean, people listening, this is the first Julie and I've talked about this and I've been talking to some other friend matchmaker friends about this exact thing. So you like risky business. You bring your people, I'll bring my people. Make sure we got a lot of rooms. (laughs) Meet up in New Mexico. All right. So people that are listening to this, if this, if, if, if going to a retreat, maybe in New Mexico, I mean, I'd love to go to Santa Fe. I think that'd be such a neat retreat spot. This is yeah. how the dating industry evolves. Let's, Elsa, I'll make Let's it, do it. other matchmakers. You can invite your special yeah. clients to New Mexico. All right. So DM me if you're interested in this idea and D- and Julie's people DM her. And then let's see what we can do about creating a retreat. Love, oh love, love, love it. Yeah. That's okay. Than what we do. Nothing is more fun than what we do, honey. It's the best. I mean, there is literally nothing that I would ever conceive my life to be like, aside from what I'm doing right now. It's, it's so sustaining. It's everything, isn't it? I just did this uh, retreat down in Acapulco. And one of the favorite parts of the retreat was the guy said, all right, whip out a piece of paper. You are 
dead ass broke, you have no money, um, but you have a computer and just $500. What are you going to do to, you know, survive? You got a family to support. What are you going to do? I would sit out there at a Starbucks with a little sign. This is the matchmakers in. I'd have my laptop and I'd just start interviewing people all over again. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Just like what Amy did, what Amy Van Doren did. She just sat there in the park and interviewed everybody, including the homeless guy. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to, I want to circle back to something that you were talking about earlier about, about feedback. And sometimes people hire us, um, that are open to hearing feedback and sometimes they're kind of closed off about hearing feedback. And I know that you kind of call it a a blind spot. How would people discover sort of their blind spots of maybe things that they may be doing that aren't resonating with other people? How, how could people, how do you do it when you're coaching? And then also how could you recommend that people do it on their own if they don't have a coach? Yeah. Oh, good question. Um, there are lots of different styles for coaching. Some people mm-hmm. on their podcast uh, uh, know Patty Stanger. Her approach mm-hmm. is direct. Mm-hmm. Girl, your hair's curly. Guys don't like girls with curly hair. Straighten your hair and lose yep. 20 pounds and wear a better bra. Your tits are hanging down. I mean, she would say something <laughs> like that, right? She would. That's not my style. Right. Um, I would rather ask people if they have specific areas that they would like to have feedback on. Mm-hmm. Um, with guys, it's touchy. I usually find that I, if I wait for them to express a little bit of frustration, then I have an opportunity to say, I think I know what's going on. I've got mm-hmm. some feedback from first dates and second dates. I think I'm getting a picture of some patterns that might be getting in your way and you might not know about them. Yes. I wait them to say, well, tell me what that is, Julie. Right. And then I ask him one more time. Well, it's, it might be kind of hard to hear. So yep. you, you got it. You put your big boy pants on because I'm your big sister here. And I'm going to tell you what mm-hmm. I think makes all the difference in the world for you. Mm-hmm. And, and if he says, what is it? And I'll tell him. Sometimes I get that far and he says, I don't even want to know. No. Yeah. The girls don't like me the way I am. I don't even want to know who's next. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Then I know that I can't really win with that person. They're not yep. willing look at where their weaknesses are or that they're shooting out of their league. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Targeting what I call an unnatural match and women do it too. The women mm-hmm. who are super strong, successful, professional, they expect to be with a guy who is her um, clone. Right? Yes. Evan Marquette's helped us understand we should be looking for a compliment, not our clone. Mm-hmm. That guy's not looking for her. He's looking for the soft place to land at the end of the day. And he's not looking for what my client this week called bossy bitch lady. He's not looking for her. <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to put that in your description of who you're looking for. He says, I think so. <laughs> yes. The women out there that are only looking for the, the powerful women that are only looking for the other CEOs. Those are not necessarily what the, their male counterparts are looking for. When a, when a guy goes home, he wants to relax and have fun and just like put, put down the briefcase and just enjoy. Um, I have noticed that the women that are very powerful can do very well with a secure man who is ambitious, but you know, he doesn't have to be the CEO. Maybe he doesn't you know, need to be maybe, but doesn't. I always look for, and I think women should be looking for more important than anything is he conscientious? Is he responsible? Mm-hmm. Does he do what he says he's going to do? Does he have integrity? Does he take care of his personal habits? Does he have yeah. discipline? That kind of stuff. And Does is he, he make you laugh? Well, 
does he make you laugh? Well, you and I both know women who cannot be made to laugh. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> does do you do you enjoy laughing with him? How's yeah. that? Is, do you is, ever is, laugh together? <laughs> you seem to inspire humor, you know? It's like, that's better. Like, that's wah, better. Wah, you know. So all these things matter, but we have a lot more to do with whether we're laughing or not than that's we think. True. That's so true. You have to be in the right mindset to laugh. Yeah. And if you're exhausted and stressed out mm -hmm. and worked and you don't feel good about yourself because you're 15 mm -hmm. pounds overweight, whatever the thing is, you're mm -hmm. going to be in a place where a guy could actually do much with you. Yes. Bring your joy to the date. Look for beauty. Do what feisty Frida Furman, my mother-in-law said to do. She dated successfully in her 80s. Thank you very much. Nice. She said, dating is easy. Just look for the donut, not the hole. <laughs> Isn't it so true? It's like people are just picking each other apart and they're deciding on the first date that that the other person is not for them because there isn't any chemistry. It's like well, they're- Because you didn't bring it, darling. You didn't bring it or people are nervous. With your judgmental attitude. Picking right. it by apart. And then, you know, he says there's no chemistry. She says there's no chemistry because he felt like he was, you know, facing a firing squad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the next question going to be? Is she going to ask me if I can still perform in the bedroom? I mean, it's just. <laughs> That's great. And if we can't laugh about this, we, there's no way we can do our jobs. It is the things that we find that fall on our laps is it's just hilarious. Oh my God. It's so true. And just when we think we've heard it all. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. This has been so much fun. Um, all right. Let me ask you one more question and then, and then we're going to have to close up for the day. And I want to ask you this. What do you think the biggest mistakes are that men, we'll say men and women, but I'm kind of really curious yeah. about the men. Yeah. Um, the biggest mistake that men make, and I find it really adorable, is they still think they have a shot at the girl that maybe they had a shot at 20 years ago. Yeah. And I forgive them for that because of biology, okay? Every species, number one uh, order of business is stay alive, right? Yeah. I heard the other day that every day three species go extinct, okay? Human beings don't want to be one of those species that goes extinct. So if a guy's not, you know, at some level attracted to a woman, he's not going to court her. He's not going to date her. He's not going to be in the bedroom with her and make babies, right? Right. Even the guy who's 75 years old, I can't get him up off the couch to court a woman if he's not reasonably attracted to who she is. Yeah. But if he's not, if he's limiting himself to a group of women who are not at all looking for him, that's his mistake. And if he thinks that he's going to get a woman who's that much younger and that much hotter or whatever, and she's not looking for his lifestyle or his resources, mm -hmm. well, he's, he's just fooling himself and he needs to have a little chat with Lori or Julie because he's yes. not doing it. So when men target somebody that they really don't have a shot at and they're not able, they're like, I'm working with a guy right now. I don't think he's able to stretch or it could be he's hired the matchmaker and he says, well, I could get that girl on match.com. I hired Julie to get to the woman I can't get on match.com who won't yeah. talk to the supermarket. Biggest mistake women are making. It's so simple. We are vetoing, discarding, overlooking, dismissing men 
especially suitors. That's a guy who's knocking on her door. He's interested in her, knows who she is, wants to have a date, second date, third date with her. When we dismiss that guy for something that's secondary, not one of our top three critical criteria, mm-hmm. not for that we'd rather be single for the rest of our life than partner with a guy who didn't have that. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest mistake we make. And we do it unknowingly to protect ourselves. It's the safest way to date. We can't get hurt that way. We just make everybody wrong, right? Mm. So what I say to it is meet both types, okay? Meet like your type whenever you can. If that guy sees that woman who is kind of out of his league, but he gets a chance to have a date with her, hot diggity dog, take a picture. But um, don't turn down the other woman who's interested in you. She messaged you on match.com and Mm -hmm. she looks great. She looks like she's closer to your age. Maybe she's not as hot as your girlfriends typically are, but look for commonality, values, passions, um, lifestyle connections. You know, I put a a couple together yesterday. It's why I love my mitzvah matches because neither one of them is my uh, active search client, but I couldn't help it. They both love the game of golf Mm. and they're 70s and they don't have anybody to play golf with. So I put them together. I said, I don't care if you're attracted or not. Get out there and hit some balls. See if you enjoy it. You know, like no pressure. Get out there and have fun. We're putting together a ski group on uh, Thursday afternoons in in Santa Fe up in the mountain. It's going to be called Totem Off Thursdays. Totem Off is the name of the little club that you go to up at the top of the mountain and you have your beers or your hot chocolates or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Find people that you love to do the same stuff with and don't veto them just because he's not tall enough. You and I could talk about that all day long. Yep. Anything superficial ladies, give him a shot while mm. you're all chasing after that guy that you think is all that. And then some, if you can date both of them, great, not on the same night, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Well, you, you're such a wealth of knowledge and really, really appreciate your time today. Julie, how can people find you? What are your socials? Yeah, I'm at juliefermancom F-E-R-M-A-N, juliefermancom And like Lori, it's free. It's private to be registered with me. I'm basically, my people are in Southern California and Santa Fe, New Mexico, bootcamp clients all over the place. Anybody can listen to the podcast and uh, there will be more and more events. I'm going to be doing more virtual speed dating for niches, nice. like Catholic people who want to date Catholic people, Jewish people who want to date Jewish people, certain demographics, all kinds of interesting things are coming on the pike. I love it so much. Wonderful. Thank you, Julie. It was a pleasure seeing and hearing from you as always. Thanks for the opportunity, Lori. I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.